You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Sarah away today, but uh, we'll catch up at the National Youth Gathering later this week. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Exciting times at Hope Lutheran Church here in St. Louis. Uh, Rededication of the sanctuary and the organ and a new season of music as well. Looking forward to talking about that with Pastor Randy Asbury and Cantor Matthew Jansen of Hope Lutheran Church in St. Louis. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Pastor. Well, thank you, Andy, and good morning to you. Good to be here and talk about this festive time of hope. (laughs) Thank you. And Cantor Jansen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having us on. So let's talk a little bit about the history of Hope Lutheran Church here in St. Louis. Hope in the city, as it's sometimes known. Hope in the city, yes. Uh, Hope started in 1916 uh, in the Southampton neighborhood. Actually, as the neighborhood was just starting to form, that's when the congregation was forming. And fast forward through the years, uh, had much... uh, uh, growth, much interest over the years as a community congregation. People would actually walk to church every Sunday, and for a long time we never had any parking lots because of that. <laughs> people just walked down the street mm-hmm. to go to church. Uh, over the, And uh, we, we also had a, a Lutheran day school that started in, what was it, 19, I want to say 23, uh, and uh, that was a big part of our identity for many, many years until 2011. But uh, Hope has uh, been on the same corner of, of uh, Brandon and Neosho all this time. Uh, we started out with the uh, portable chapel that the uh, then Western District uh, what loaned or rented to the congregation, <laughs> something like that. And then they built the basement church. And then uh, after that, they had intended to build on top of the basement, but then realized, wait, the community and the congregation is growing too fast. We need still a bigger building. So then they had to scrap those plans and build the building we have now that was built in 1930. And then uh, another level was added on in the 40s for the school and, and all kinds of things. And, and so uh, we've had a tremendous time there at Brannon and Neosho. And so fast forward, and that brings us to 2016, uh, our 100th anniversary. And what we're talking about here today really grows out of that 100th mm-hmm. anniversary uh, festivity, saying, okay, we've received a great heritage from the people who went before us the last century. We want to pass something on to those who come after us, both in the organ and in the sanctuary uh, projects that we've just completed here. So that's a, a very brief uh, history there. Oh, I, I should add this. Hope also started by the uh, work of a Lutheran mail carrier, a Lutheran mailman. <laughs> he noticed all sorts of of uh, Lutheran mail coming to the area, and he says, hey, let's start a church, and that's how we started. What a history. Yes. Mm-hmm. So so Pastor brought us to 2016, the 100th anniversary, and uh, what was the organ like at that time? The uh, instrument is was uh, originally put in in 1936, <laughs> um, and it was just a stock molar instrument that a lot of Lutheran churches, a lot of churches around the country have, and yet today. Uh, there was some work that was done in the late 1970s uh, or 60s, 68, I think, 68 yeah. um, <clears throat> to, quote, modernize the instrument and do a little upgrading. Um, and since then, we've kind of realized that that wasn't really the best, the best sound and all that for leading congregational singing. Um, so we have taken this, the 100th anniversary, as a chance to... Uh, 
reevaluate what the instrument really needed to to lead Lutheran worship, uh, play Lutheran hymnody and liturgy and organ repertoire, and that for the Lutheran Church. So, what were some of those things that you were really aiming for in this uh, in the updating? Right. So, one of the big things is having the uh, instrument properly voiced, uh, and that includes getting the instrument to speak well in the room. And that kind of leads to to some of the other renovations we did in the room to improve the acoustics um, and the sound of the room. But just getting the instrument to sound even uh, from literally from one pipe to the next um, and giving us flexibility in the different tonal colors and the amount of volume that the instrument can, can put out uh, to be able to lead anything from a small choir to a, a full congregation singing festival hymns on, a, on Easter morning. What were some of the sanctuary renovations that, that took place at this time as well? Well, some of them were required by our commitment to the organ renovation, uh, hardening the ceiling, mm-hmm. because it was not very hard, just let sound as well as heating and cooling out, uh, didn't reflect any sound. We had to harden the, the flooring, and I know this sounds like heresy to many people, but that means take up the carpeting. Carpeting <laughs> is not good for sound and acoustics in a, in a mm-hmm. church building. And a third thing we really had to do was uh, upgrade our HVAC ductwork because it was very loud and rattly and a lot of white noise. And so once we had these things in place that we had to do, we said, okay, how can we uh, beautify the space as well? Which also led to other things like uh, uh, necessary things like asbestos abatement and all that and then painting and and redesigning some things and putting new colors and artwork in and all that. So that's kind of how the sanctuary uh, part of the project spun off from the organ part. There's some necessary things, and then we'll add some other things to it as well. So a rededication of the sanctuary and the organ coming up at the end of the month, July 28th, is that right? July 28th, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a celebration. Tell us a little bit about the, uh, the the details of that event. July 28th, our regular service time at 9 o'clock, we'll have the divine service. That's service with Holy Communion. And we'll have the rites of rededication for different parts of the uh, sanctuary that were worked on, as mm-hmm. well as the organ, uh, kind of scattered throughout the service. So as we come to the uh, beginning of the service, for example, we'll dedicate the font, or f- when we come to reading God's Word, we'll rededicate the uh, lectern and pulpit and that sort of thing. And before we use the organ the first time, we'll rededicate the organ. Then he can let it rip. So then once properly rededicated, looking forward to a season, the inaugural season of Music in a Sacred Space at Hope Lutheran Church. Tell us about this starting this fall. Sure. So this is something that we've... Uh kind of wanted to do, and there's been, we've talked with a number of people, with Pastor and a couple other folks in the congregation about wanting to to share the love of music that we have in our congregation. Um, and this is the perfect opportunity with a new, a new organ instrument in the room, mm-hmm. a new room, acoustics and artwork and, and everything like that. Um, this was the time to kind of use this as a catalyst to kick it off. And that, so it's uh, entitled Music in a Sacred Space, and it's we're going to have an organ dedication recital. We're using organ vespers, where the congregation will join. We'll sing vespers uh, from Lutheran Service Book, and then there will be a short 20 to 30-minute recital. Um, and we are inviting guest organists for all of those events. And we wrap up the season with a hymn festival with Kevin Hildebrandt uh, leading us in, in this new space. And then we hope that it'll become a, a annual thing. Maybe not quite as ambitious every year, but... <laughs> 
And it, it, it's quite a, a lineup looking at the, the inaugural season, starting off in September um, with uh, St. Michael and All Angels, right, in, right. in September, um, an organist, uh, Christopher Lemker, mm-hmm. um, not too far from here, right across the river right. in Edwardsville, Illinois. And then in October, uh, Christopher Houlihan, is that correct? Yes. And uh, yes, a, a well-known organist, internationally known. Yes, in, in, internationally known uh, organ recitalist um, who teaches in Connecticut. Um, we're bringing in kind of a, a big name. We wanted to draw more from just the Lutheran mm-hmm. circle and that here in St. Louis and, and bring some recognition to our to the new instrument. Very nice. And then in November, uh, the Reverend Stephen Rosebrock coming to us from Mount Olive Lutheran Church in Milwaukee. Correct. Uh, Stephen was the my predecessor at Hope and was cantor there for 10 years. Um, and he's really the one that started and kicked off the whole program doing planting the seeds that this was something that needed to be done as far as the organ renovation and then uh the uh, choirs and uh, instrumentalists with the um epiphany uh eve vespers in the contrary reception is that right correct uh so we uh traditionally celebrate epiphany uh with our cantorai our children's choir mm-hmm. um and we decided to keep it on a sunday afternoon this year instead of the first day back to school for a lot of the <laughs> choristers um, and we always have a, a reception, and it's a good time for those in our church family and from the community who maybe are traveling over Christmas and aren't able to worship as a fa- church family on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day to kind of come back, and then we have a nice reception and and that with all the bells and whistles. Twelfth day of Christmas, right? That's right. Uh, and then uh, continuing into January, March, April uh, as well with several um, recitals and uh, organ vespers as well. So uh, Matthew Gerhardt, local organist mm-hmm. here at uh, St. Paul's Lutheran Church in De Pere, and uh, a concert from La Damus. Correct, from the seminary here in town. We'll be hosting their home concert. Jacob Weber, uh, organist as well, local here to St. Yep. Louis. And then, and as you pointed out, Kevin Hildebrand coming to us from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. That's an, an exciting season for uh, for a new organ, too, just to, to welcome all these organists. What are you looking forward to most with the uh, the the updates to the organ and, and getting to, uh, to break that in? <laughs> um, I'm just looking forward to the flexibility that the mm-hmm. instrument provides, uh, both in leading congregational singing. It's been kind of finished for about two weeks, so I've had a chance in the last week and a half to really sit down for a number of hours at a time and just get used to the instrument and how it sounds. Um, And its ability to lead congregational singing without being overwhelming is going to be a lot of fun to kind of be in the driver's seat for that sort of thing. But also the flexibility now that we have uh, just playing the general organ repertoire that's core to the Lutheran Mm -hmm. tradition uh, from the Reformation all the way up through today. That's exciting. Um, how can we stay in on top of what's going on at Hope Lutheran Church, the uh, the music in a sacred space season, as well as the uh, the upcoming rededication? You can check out our website, hopelutheranstl.org, or you can check us out on Facebook, Hope EV Lutheran Church is the way it shows up on Facebook. We'll be posting these things uh, up there all the time. In fact, I think we have all of the uh, music series up on events on the Facebook page already. Very good. My guest today, the pastor Randy Asbury and cantor Matthew Jansen of Hope Lutheran Church in St. Louis. Thank you so much for being my guest this morning on the Coffee Hour. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.